Hello and welcome to So Farscape. A fun-filled Farscape fan cast by a fervent fan. And a frankly fascinated first-timer. I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. And, and this, this is, is the story So Farscape. Farscape. We're back! We're back, yes! Yay! Long-awaited episode 307. Thanks for sharing. As is described by some of our listeners, I'm really excited to get to these synopses. It's a tale of two t-shirts, but will one or both be skewered by psycho-galvonic seafood? Our crew must cope with the fallout when the prodigal son and mommy dearest collide. But Dargo says he's the daddy. I've been waiting for that line for so long. (laughs) Prepare for plotting, poison, pretense and patricide. Thanks, Jana. Nice, Nice alliteration there. Who's your daddy and who's your mommy? Yeah. Maybe headcraps can tell you the truth. Don't expect any resolution. Thank you, Dreamscaper. Mm, there was some. Yeah. Uh, a simple transaction turns into a battle of wits between horny nobility, who wants to use the crew as a political ploy, and the Wizard of Oz, who literally couldn't care less. How many lobster hats will John have to wear to get his 50-pound bag of spaceship pop rocks? Thanks, Hurstbird. <laughs> And despite trying not to start any trouble, the crew stumble into some family politics when getting medical supplies. Tensions are high and arguments over what t-shirt to wear and babysitting duties occur. Featuring lie-detecting lobsters, an old dream that becomes reality, and all the the all-important answer to who the daddy is. Thank you, Lucy. (laughs) And we've got one more. Oh, it's Wookiee. Redshirt Wookiee's back. The crew encounters a planet with the worst ruling family in the universe, mm, debatable, Mm. while attempting to buy medicine to heal Talon. Featuring lobster polygraphs, big bada-boom, tainted merchandise, and so many double crosses, you'll think you're watching the early seasons of Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, wow, this is a rogues gallery. You've got uh, uh, Jenna, Dreamscaper, let me say, Hurstbird, Lucy, how oh, did I miss any? Uh, and Richard uh, Wookie. Richard Wookie, obviously. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was... I've been looking at the synopsises, synopsis yeah. eye that have been coming in for for season three, and like I put out a few calls because the early season was a little bit thin, and like there's a, there's a few coming up that still could use some uh, uh, synops synopsex. This one, no shortage. No, no, I see that uh, our listeners have been uh, busy providing us with these delightful uh, little teases into what's going to happen in the episode. I mean, it seems that a lot of people were obsessed by Dargo's paternal ambitions, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that uh, Dargo's "I'm your daddy" Gif is going to get a lot of <laughs> circulation. Yes. Yeah. Oh dear! Oh, so we are back on Moya. Have what? we ever started the episode this quick? Normally, talk we talk about some bullshit about like haircuts I, or I suppose yeah whatever. I mean, no, I'm I mean we're, we're I think I'm I'm excited to get back to it. Yeah, exactly. That that greatest hiatus really does it, doesn't it? It does, and uh, yes, I mean ever since we watched uh, John playing uh, rock paper scissors with himself, I've been very excited to find out how this is what going to resolve. What other games he plays with himself? Well, it doesn't seem to like to type to me. Well, I mean... Mm. Yeah, well, no, no. He no. doesn't like himself very much, obviously. No, he just likes to strut around in butt-hugging leather pants. Right, but he doesn't like himself very much. At least not his other self. Yeah, that's a bit of a struggle. Yes, we follow up from Eat Me, where uh, uh, three of the crew were doubled and two of them were killed. But one of them, the one that was doubled and not killed was John, so now there's two of them. Two Johns, yes. Uh, uh, we have Jewel. Moya? Yes. Oh, yes. Jewel was taking care of Chris, who showed up at the last, uh, towards the end of the last episode as well, with a badly yeah. damaged Talon. Talon's supposedly the meanest, deadliest fighter ship, but somebody's beat the yachts out of him. She's got him in the medical bay, yep. um, strapped in some kind of iron lung, it looks like, and she's doing science to him. Yes, she's like, we get a little uh, drop-in about her, the degree she has in... Uh, 
by uh, I'll have you know I earned T ratings in genetics, neuroscience, and xenobiology. Uh, xenobiology and a, a few other little things, which make it very useful for her to like step in as the medic on board. Uh, yeah, the medic scientist. I mean, that's like okay. I guess John is also the scientist, but uh, eh. I mean, I mean, <laughs> he's a science jock uh, from time to time. Yeah. It's a bit tricky. It's a rocky environment because Moya is umbilicaled up to Talon, now providing him with uh, with nutrients. Yes, and they're hiding in the bonosphere of the planet. Still concealed in the bonosphere. 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 I mean, is this like the guy from U two? I mean, like I know he's got an, I know he's got a big ego, but like, damn. <laughs> Apparently, like some some planets just have bonospheres. I guess ours doesn't. I think it's made up. Uh, made it up sounds word. it sounds like one of those layers, you know, like the ionosphere yeah. and the uh, and the bonosphere. Uh, it's apparently good for hiding ships in. Although concussion missiles still seem to work very well there. We got a shot of the planet, and it's this smoggy, smoky. Like there, there seems to be a crater that the the city is built in, but it, I don't even know if it's a crater in the ground. It seems to be like a crater in a cloud layer. Yeah, that's what it looks like to me. Uh, I mean, really there is, cool. There is a lot of bad weather going on because it's like perpetually raining there. Anytime we see a shot of the planets outside, it's raining. I guess that's Australia for you as well, half the year. That's only along the coast, isn't it? I mean, the inside is like it's pretty arid. Oh, yes. Yeah, huh. There's that whole desert thing. There, there is that. So, yeah, there's a bit of bickering amongst John. You can tell I'm the original, right? Wrong. I'm the original. Try again, pal. Have you been messing with my stuff? That's my stuff. And you are the clone. Aaron, you can tell. You me. can see the difference. No, I, I can't. You're touching my stuff. Yeah, yes, it's my stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm the real one. No, you're the real. I'm the, no. Yeah, they're both like not really convinced that what's the uh, what's his face called it is that he said that like both are unique and perfect and equal and original. Yeah, both are the original. So it takes but- a lot of convincing, and Aaron is stuck in the middle, and as usual. She, when she has to solve a conflict, she looks for something other than talking. Mm. So she, she hears both of these these Johns just going, "Who, who do you love more, mummy or dad? Uh, mummy or also mummy?" I guess in this right, yes. metaphor. And her solution is to grab a different shirt just so they can, she, she can tell them apart. Yes, I mean it makes sense. Like, yeah. but mom, why do I have to wear because it? Because you're closer. <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Chana, Rigel, and Dargo are at a golf party. Let's party! I am so there! Yeah, right? It's like it's a beautiful panning shot through the, the city. Yeah. It's some penthouse pub. A refreshment house. Yeah. Uh, a refreshment house. house, as they call it, yes. But it's like it's a golf club. They're all wearing black. They've all got black hair. They've got bright, like, eyes. Beautiful and eyes. I love those shots of them. Really every, intense. Every, yeah, no, totally. It's kind of like, not quite like the Fremen, but because it's only, it's not the sclera, which is blue, but they have, like, right, super right. bright blue irises, and it's like... Almost white, and very, very tiny pinprick pupils. It must yes. be quite hard to see through those contacts. I guess, I mean... Oh, and they've got their uh, eyebrows shaved a little bit. It's got the, yeah, the sort of Vulcan and, eyebrows. And, and lots of lots of eyeshadow as well. Gold, usually. I really like this style. Mm, it's and it's the, fantastic. And the, the, the fantastic wigs. Like, this woman that Rigel's negotiating with she mm. seems to have some for, form of afro. Yeah, I mean, yes. With sort of spikes sticking out of it. It's, it's almost mean, like a clamshell. Right, yes. So they're negotiating, and Rigel seems to really be in his element. How much Cremixton did you want? Uh... Six Leonards. For which we'll pay handsomely. 
He gosh, is he's like just great. This he episode. Is, he's fantastic. He's like he works. He's doing his job. He's like he's making the negotiations. They're like talking about getting the uh, chromextin. Chromextin. That was it. Yes, need. which they need to help Talon heal. Talon is dying. But Pilot thinks the Chromexin will fix Talon up, right? If Dargo can find it on the planet. Uh, and, like, the deal is done, but the only thing is that the head of security needs to approve it. And he dislikes off-worlders, especially with reputations such as yours. Reputations. Us. Cue uh, douchebag number one walking in, who is like, <laughs> yeah. immediately, okay, that'll be him then, who starts harassing Chana. What's this? New talent. <laughs> Didn't know Janet was hiring exotics these days. Hmm? I don't work here. Well, maybe we'll give you a try anyway. He drops something down her cleverage and gets some trainer chopsticks out to, like, fit... <laughs> You're really judgmental about him. Oh, yeah, he's not sort of like... <laughs> he might just be showing off for his boyfriend that he's got with him. Yeah. And just, see how they come in with rain cloaks and they unclasp them and expect the cloaks to be taken from them. Right, yes. Annoyed that it's taken so long. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it, it just screams douchebag. Uh, do we know this actor? I mean, he looks a little bit familiar, but I'm not... Oh, I don't know specifically. I mean, he's he's almost certainly uh, uh, well known to uh, Australian fans. Mm. All the guest actors here had had pretty pronounced Australian accents. Yes, back I in noticed that. Goth space Australia. This gif of him looking over his shoulder and uh, breaking into the smile. Here, check this one. Yes, that, that's that's also good. Probably going to get some that. mileage. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does this sweet little thing. Yeah, Dargo <laughs> intervenes. Uh, stops them from harassing Chana, starts uh, beating them off. I, I love the beer taps, by the way, they have in this refreshment house. Oh, they're, what about uh, them? I don't know. They, they just kind of look cool. The, 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 oh, the, the green, big, they, they yeah, sort of look the, like... The, the green Guinness pumps or whatever it is. Riptonite wrapped in chrome. Yeah, but they dispense these blue drinks. Oh, I bet Jill would love that. Mm. Dargo quite easily beats up the the dandy guy, the... The, who's the boyfriend, yeah, yeah. Who's harassing uh, Chana. Uh, and of course, it turns out that yes, he was of course the head of security who had to approve the uh, the deal. The lady uh, packs up her stuff and goes like, "Good luck, bye. I'm bye. out of here." Yep. Where are you going? We still have business. Not anymore. Who do you think that was? Oh, yachts. Good luck getting any Cremexton on this planet. Wait. If you think we're leaving empty-handed, you'll be lucky to leave at all. <laughs> I love her hair. And yes, oh, her hair is fantastic. But yeah, she she closes her little her little briefcase or whatever it is, yep. and uh, goes like, "Yep, bye." And uh, yes, uh, Rigel sighs, yachts, and it's like, "Yep, okay, <laughs> it's going to be one of those." It's going to be one of those days. Yep. It never opens with a successful trade. Like I think the best we ever saw was seeing Zan coming in with her her fantastic her plastic shopping, shopping basket. Bag. Yeah. Yeah. We cut to Talon, where we see more of his interior than we've seen before. We see his hallways, and Stark is guiding one of the Johns, because Aaron split them up. Yes, right? one of them got sent to uh, uh, Talon. Uh, to- and one stays behind to keep an eye on, on Chris. I'm not going to leave Chris alone on Moya. He is comatose and locked in a medical stabilizer. He does not need guarding from either of you. I don't trust him. And what if he's lying? Fine. You, go and keep an eye on Crace, and you, go to Talon and help Stark. Excuse me, why me? No propulsion, no overrides, no weapons, all bad. Talon so still, so near death. 
Even the DRDs are still. I didn't know he had DRDs. He builds them as he grows. Come on. Primary conduit nexus is completely overloaded. That's why nothing worked. So I noticed there was a bit of a relapse in several characters here. Ha. Huh. I mean, especially Stark. Yep. He is very much almost back to how he was when they found him on the Gamak base. Mm. Hey, that's my mat. Get off my mat. Go on. Go. Talking in his clipped way and, yeah, not the calm and composed person that he was when he was around uh, when he was with when, Zan. Zan. Yeah. yeah. He seems to have uh, relapsed quite a lot. Interesting. And... Even Crace had a little bit of that as well, especially Stark and Crace. I noticed that I don't know, the acting scene almost seemed a little bit wooden or, yeah. I think I get what you mean. At least, uh, yeah, falling back to a, a tr- not, not really a trope. But a- well, I think that this, is, this may have been a deliberate choice mm-hmm. because Crace uh, is being reintroduced yeah. and uh, a Stark it is being reestablished outside of the context of Zan. Yeah. And, you know... Paul Goddard is in the opening credits as a series regular. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's important to set both of these down as distinct characters because coming back from a hiatus, remember, it was about six months right, or, or yes. thereabouts, like, you've got to set them up for new new viewers as well who mm. may not have been, you know, who may not have followed along with yeah. that, uh, okay. that arc that they've had. That makes sense, yeah. So, yeah, reestablishing these characters, setting them down big so you know who, who they are, it's actually it's kind of like a mid-season pilot almost uh, pilot episode, haha. Right. No, I see what you mean. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but I noticed it very much that they didn't seem to be. Yeah, they seem to revert it back a little bit to uh, to how they were earlier on in their uh, in their career. Well, not in career, but in the in the in the story. Right. By contrast, Jewel is is displayed in a very different light. Yes, she's growing definitely. <laughs> Anything? Yes, I'm hungry, and there's nothing sweet on this ship. I was talking about your patient. Well, the Lortinol injection I gave him seems to be having no effect whatsoever. I thought you knew something about medicine. I do. She's competent. She gets to do things that she's good at instead of not doing things or doing things that she's bad at. In this case, uh, she's set to sciencing. John wants to do a little DNA sequencing to find out which one of them is the original. He is, of course. Yes. He's, he really, really wants that proved because, I mean, obviously he's feeling a little bit competitive toward himself. Self, yes. I mean... I guess that's John's character. Uh, I would have thought he'd get along better with himself, but guess I'd, not. Yeah. I would think that I'd get along better with myself as well. Yeah, and like even as even as someone who has a long-term romantic partner, we could probably work something out. <laughs> I don't think that'd be a huge problem. No, I guess uh, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, you know what the other you know what the other likes. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's <laughs> all sorts of stuff. Also, half the work for uh, both of you. Then again, also half the income, so that's a little bit... Oh, yeah. sorry, I was still thinking... Uh, no, no, so I get that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Chris wakes up. Release me! Has a little spat with uh, Jewel, gets stabbed a little bit. Yeah, she needs to, like, he's he's choking her out, and she, and she needs to stab him with this big old plunger syringe. Yep, old-fashioned syringe. Good to see that those are the same all across the universe. Yikes. Until his grip loosens enough for her to let out a big old scream, John comes a-running, summons people to the, the medical bay, and Jules says, well, I woke him up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I like that she takes credit immediately. Right. Now I have your job's dead. <sighs> There's a little bit of uh, talking about uh, the, the situation that Talon's in. 
Uh, of course, it's very disorienting for uh, for Crace, who finds himself like strapped to a bed. He doesn't know where he is. No, and he sees Aaron around, yeah. which he did not know about yet. Aaron, so- yeah, you missed that bit. You're alive. That she wasn't actually dead. Oh, yeah, you missed that bit. Yeah. I love how they just kind of, like, hand-wave that out of there. It's like, yeah... Yeah, that was a deliberate choice on uh, on Lani Tupu's part to to play this understated mm-hmm. because you know this episode is not about him. No. His character is certainly important, but he needs to kind of stay out of the way of the major conflicts. Yes, uh, and just provide plot. So I thought that was a very good decision. But yeah, John even says like, yeah, like well, can we just like skip this part and like we'll explain it later. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he literally says something along those lines. Let's skip the backstory right now. That's it. What? Well, yeah, that's the line he uses. Yeah. Rigel is trying to rescue the situation. He's gone to, like, over the uh, security director's head and straight to the, I guess, king of the planet. Yes, the ruler, who was wearing this, like, Baron Harkonnen-esque breathing apparatus, I Oh, there's your iron lung. There you go. He's in a palace made out of bubble wrap? No, it's just, like, like, you know, the sound sound, uh, dampening bubble things. Oh, they're not sound, because they're way too uh, hard. But, yeah, it kind of looks like one of those soundproofing rooms. Don't take this from me. Let it be bubble wrap. Okay, bubble wrap. Okay, thank you. Super big bubble wrap. Yes. With a with a big bay window and rain streaming down the window. That must have been a noisy set. Yeah. The Luxon will be disciplined. I apologize for his behavior. Rachel is apologizing for what happened, uh, although the king is like, oh, according to some eyewitness accounts, you not, actually don't have anything to apologize for, which yeah. I thought was kind of a nice touch. That like, was the daughter. That was, uh, that was Sarova. You know, I thought it was dad who said that, but yeah. Well, dad was yeah. mostly worried about, uh, uh, I mean, he's mostly listening to his kids. So there is Tolvin, Tolvin. and Sarova. Sarova. And mm-hmm. he's... Trelanos. Flabob. Flabotum. Something like that. It doesn't matter. He doesn't last very, very long. Well, uh, almost towards the end of the episode. Tolwyn uh, yeah. is accusing them of, like, their reputation precedes them. Yes. Uh, Criminals. Something that Rigel yeah. tries to downplay. Oh, you don't listen to silly rumours, do you? No, He's but he does... so ha- smooth. He does a beautiful earbrow droop. Reputations. Us. Rigel does this uh, di- diplomacy type thing. And, they, yeah, they try to, like... Yeah, we really need that stuff. Uh, yes, because Chromextin, to their knowledge, has no medical applications. No. But it can be used to power weapons. That's useful stuff. You'd think so, yes. I guess and it's maybe like, uh, oh, what's it called? What TNT's got in it? Oh, ooh. That's also a heart medicine. Oh, no, that's dynamite. Oh, that's yes, natural, yes. Nitroglycerin. Nitroglycerin, that's yeah. the one. That's Dynamite! Dynamite! <laughs> um, the, the son is uh, kind of like the heartliner, who is like, no, we can't have any of this, uh, whereas the daughter is a little bit more uh, lenient uh, towards them. And I guess the, the, his rulership is also... I mean, he's, he's, he seems to be a reasonable man. Yes, reportedly he helped unify this planet. Yes. And so that they're also worried that maybe these aliens are working for one of the, like, formerly ruling council members or like there's some political stuff that I right. didn't quite follow. No, there's like there's like they're thinking that they're here to make trouble. It's interesting that they're not actually wanting to tell them what the uh, chromexium is for. Yes, because their their ships are hiding in the upper bonosphere and they know that there's something hiding there that they're concealing their ships but they don't know what. Like is the warship yeah. 
Well, and there's also something it's not, in, not a warship. There's also something in geostationary orbit. Probes detect an unidentified mass in geosynchronous orbit. Oh, I hadn't caught that. Yes, that's what they say, and I suppose that's the uh, retrieval uh, uh, squad. Yes, because that's what Crace tells John and Aaron, and John is mistrustful, so Crace asks pilots to display... Apparently, in the medical bay, they've got this nice hologram. Yeah, this must uh, be new. It doesn't even have to, they don't even have to use the clamshell. I was noticing that. It's just a free-floating yeah. hologram, but it does look to be sort of... Like a I, screen. I mean, we saw we saw this before. Like you know, it was used to display body stats uh, on. There was, there was a body scan. Like used. Didn't to, that have a like a like a, oh, what's it called? Like a like a mount beneath it, some kind of projector. Maybe yeah, mm. but it's like it's not the first time we've seen like holographic projections in the med bay. True. But yes, it's like a stylized description of the conflict that. Uh, Talon ended up in. Uh, apparently, three uh, prowlers were uh, uh, attacking him. With the hit-and-run tactics that he called strike and retreat because yes. it's in space. Uh, All uh, of which was a distraction. Yep. To uh, have the other ship of the... A much have- larger vigilante class... Or, sorry, a Pantac class vigilante. Pantac job. Pantac job. Pantac job. Pantac class vigilante with on board a... What kind immobilizer of- immobilizer pulse. pulse. Yes. Which fired up on Talon uh, just enough to uh, damage him, but he managed to starburst out of reach, de- thereby depleting the last of his resources and leaving him in shambles. And that's how we found him in, yep. uh, in Eat Me. So, like, a lot of this is, has been... Crace has been suffering as well, of course, because thanks to the neural link, he's yes. connected to, uh, to Talon. He's uh, in a bad state. In fact, John suggests to Stark, like, why don't we detach them? Maybe Crace is, is dragging down. No, 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 it's quite the other way around. Yeah, we tried that. We tried that. What didn't work? <laughs> no, it was uh, like the suggestion that Crace's autonomous functions are stabilizing. Uh, Talon, yes. Wow. That's, that's I, quite a responsibility. It is. But, I mean, I guess that's what you get with the hand of God. Uh, sorry, the hand of friendship. <laughs> <laughs> the hand of God was a football player. So Rigel has been disappointed because the the final decision of the ruler was that they had to leave within an hour. He just didn't trust it enough. And yep. Rigel returns to the uh, the transport pod where he doesn't find uh, Chiana and Dargo. No, they're back at the refreshment house. We're trying to find another source. Perhaps you don't realize, but we've been given one arm to leave. With or without you, I'm returning to Moya. You aren't going anywhere. What? What have you done with the pod? Well... Nothing you can fix. Apparently doing a job. So, like, at first I thought, okay, well, you know, it's actually kind of fair that they just go back to the pub and, True. Well, let's like, get swashed then. But no, they're actually trying to, like, procure more of the stuff. Yeah, if the regular channels don't work, let's see what else we can do. Uh, this is apparently, like, another one of those planets with only one bar. Yes, which also this also happens to be owned by the the princess. Oh, yes, turns out. Yeah. Gosh. Lots of coincidences there. Right. Not a lot. Go- not a lot of success. Yes, uh, Rigel is like pissed off that they won't let him leave. But apparently, uh, Dargo has done something to the uh, transport that uh, Rigel can't fix. Look at us go, by the way. Yeah, like, I'm really impressed with us. I, obviously, I'm jinxing it, and now we're going to sort of collapse into a, a, an endless spiral. But we've been we've been talking about the episode and, and, and scene by scene. We're doing really well. I mean, it's like the episode really lends itself for it. I suppose right. it's like it's yeah, lots of things happen. It's well cut together. The, the the progression is really logical. Like the plots are really well established, and I really like the visual energy as well. Yes, it's very. Uh... It's a new director, Ian Barry, uh-huh. uh, and he, and and Barry's going to come back again. 
again, but uh, this was his first on, on Farscape. And you can see, like, all of these Dutch angles and a lot, a lot of really interesting camera moves, much, much tighter. Right there are moments where the camera sort of sweeps around an object while someone's walking through 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 a doorway, and yeah. so much closer, so it moves a lot more urgently. Okay, yeah, I, I hadn't noticed, but it's uh, you're you're more in tune to that sort of thing. Uh, I imagine it was particularly difficult filming Lani Tupu, who's lying on his back most of the time. Yes, uh, he's kind of like being held in place by some sort of chest device, which. Uh, I guess it to immobilize the patient, yeah, which they're using to keep him captive, I suppose. But he gives Aaron a data chip or something. Did you recognize it? No. Ah, well, at the end of season two, just before uh, or just after Aaron's funeral, yeah. there was that moment in the in the finale where he was holding this very chip and ah. talking to Talon that I think it could have made. her the happy soul among right. us. Right. Yes. Now you remember. You yes. Yes. I remember. I didn't. I didn't recall him holding that that device at that point but yes so he can hands her the the memory chip which contains a recording yes i guess it, this is like a normal thing that like security footage of the dormitories of young uh, peacekeepers is being recorded and amended to their file whenever it contains something relevant huh yeah, I guess. It seems weird a little, but... So it was on her file, on yeah. on Erin's file and her, her mother's. mother's file, yes, because this is what we learn here is that her mother visited her when she was asleep uh, and told her that like she was not a, a baby that was ordered, but she was in fact a love child. Yeah. Yes. Wake up, Erin. Don't be afraid. My name is Zalaksun. I'm your mother. But you mustn't reveal to anyone that I was here, do you understand? I came to tell you something. Aaron, your life was not an accident. And it wasn't an assigned birthing to fill the ranks. Talon, that's your father's name. He and I chose to have you. You were conceived in love. Our love. I wanted you to know this. It makes you special. We wanted you. And we love you. Go back to sleep now. It's a really beautiful moment, and you see how, how it affects Aaron as well. Like, when Zalax, her mother, asks a question on the, on the screen, you see, you see Aaron nodding in the, in the maintenance bay. Like, she's, she's played this conversation over in her head mm. for many years. She even says, like, I wasn't even sure if I dreamed it. If it was real or not, yes. I also noticed that, like, yeah, they, they picked an actress who actually kind of talks the same way as uh, Claudia Black does. Impressive, I noticed, isn't I it? I noticed that, like, yeah, there was definitely a... That's, they they uh, picked someone that could have definitely had a fam familial relationship. and That's uh, uh, Linda Cropper, and she's previously been on Farscape. Uh, you wouldn't recognize her. She was a Placavian, one of the uh, Placavoids with those sort of melty faces. Right, yes. You think we're bluffing? <laughs> the, the little girl that they got as young Erin beautiful mm. and a fantastic match as well like the hair is her hair seems to be somewhat lighter and so are her eyes which is not unusual for, no. for children no hair color can change exactly my boyfriend was blonde he's brown haired now but yeah same here a, I was a blonde as a kid as well and now well, once again yes but that's peroxide <laughs> and it suits you very well oh, thank you 
Yeah, so apparently, like, Talon has been... He was designed with intelligence gathering facilities. Yes, as well. Like, How convenient. He's the new TARDIS. He and, can do everything. Yep, and they hacked, hacked into the security networks, and he started, uh, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, what's a man to do, you know? Like, like look up the data files of his previous uh, subordinates. Yeah. I mean, would, he, would he never have done that before? When he was still, she was still under his command. I mean, you've seen the size of those command carriers. True. There must have been hundreds, thousands of of crew members. Why would she? Why would he care about her? He didn't care about fair. her until. No, right? fair. I mean, there was that moment when she betrayed Velarek, mm-hmm. uh, and she asked to be reinstated to Prowler Detail. That he, as he walked out, he sort of looked back at her like, "That's one to keep an eye on." Right. Yes. Maybe. But apparently, not enough to. Uh, yeah. And now he's kind of, uh, kind of obsessed with her, kind of, apparently, because he went digging through her file when he got the opportunity. Because like, oh, yes, I managed to hack into the Peacekeeper network. What am I going to do? Oh, yes, let's just look up the f- uh, file of uh, Aaron, <laughs> see what they have on her. What do you think he was doing it for? Hmm. Really? Uh, I mean, no. he's, he's talked about uh, wanting Aaron to come with him for right. quite a long time. No, no, I guess so. I guess he still has a little bit of the halts for her, I suppose. Talon does as well, or at least, yeah. not like that, but Talon is, uh, is right. very fond of Aaron. Yes. And so maybe uh, the, Chris thinks that he would, she would be a, a very stabilizing influence on the young hotheads. Yeah. Speaking of hotheads. Yes. Uh, uh, a, a, a very grumpy, green-shirted John is being accosted by Jewel, who says, I need a specimen. Of what? Well. For the genetic oh, testing. Yes. And remove your lower garments. What? Because she wants skin that has seen the least exposure. Yes. She wants a sample where the sun don't shine. shine yes. And <laughs> uh, John's not having any of it, but she managed to, to nab a quick little sample anyway, apparently through his pants or something. Maybe he's like showing a little bit of... Uh, uh, Plumber's cleavage? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say maybe his shirt's riding up a little bit and he's like having a nip at his love handles. But Oh, uh, I'm sure he's very fit at this point. Oh, totally. Uh, so the security chief, Torwin, and the boyfriend are tittering at each other because, oh, it's been over an arm. They're still there. We ha- There is a lump in the atmosphere that we could target with yep. concussive missiles to send some shockwaves. Yeah, we don't know exactly where it is. Like, we're not, not enough to, like, target them precisely. But, like, yeah, just, like, start shooting them with concussive missiles. Coordinates precise enough to target? Airborne defense says not yet. They suggest concussion missiles. We'll have them fire at will. Moya and Talon suffer under the barrage. I think I guess it's like depth charges. I guess there would be hate charges because it's the opposite. Hate charges? Yeah, the opposite of depth is height. Oh, height charges. Sorry, yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. John does a little mesmerizing thing on uh, Stark, who is uh, starting to freak out. Like, freak out later. No, calm Work now. Freak now. Freak. <laughs> Work now. Freak later. Work. Now. Yes, that's fair. Good. How much later? Like, <laughs> how much later? It's like, I love how he went like... <laughs> that didn't last very long. Can it be time to freak out yet? <laughs> but uh, yes. Uh, and his, his freak out is to, like, give final rights to Talon. I am ready to help you cross over. Like, chill out, yeah. dude. Help, help first. There's a barrage of the missiles, which doesn't really do much other than shake things up a little. Now, Johns have a plan. Yes. Which is, I think, how grammatically I'm going to approach this. Johns have a plan. Yeah, very good. So the John on Talon speaks with Grace and asks, like, can Talon defend himself? No, he can barely move. He couldn't blast or or starburst or whatever. No. Well, can he point his cannon? And then the John on Moya says, oh, I think I know what he's doing. He's going to need an open channel. Yep. I'm going to need a comms channel. 
give me an open channel. Oh, fantastic. Uh, they take uh, Talon and uh, Moya down out of the clouds, um, hover them right into the middle of the city, because yeah. they are literally hanging outside the window where you can see them. And Crace uh, shows off his guns. Yep. He gets to, in more ways than one, Talon shows off his gun, but so does Crace. He gives us a good shot of biceps and triceps. He looks good in a tank top. I think this is maybe when I first started considering black tank tops for myself as oh, well. Oh, okay, yes. I don't fill it out nearly as well as he does. Mm. But John appears over there, the very bad screen in this office that has lots of bars in front of it and sort of set diagonally. Hello, morons. You see this ship? Knock off the missile attack or we'll take our shot. Okay, you guys stop shooting and we won't start. Yeah. Pretty much is what they... You know our reputation. Yeah. We can level, you know, we, we level the shadow depository and we'll level your city. Yes. I noticed that, like, okay, after proclaiming not to be criminals and saying that, like, okay, yeah, we did level the shadow depository, though. And later on they go, like, oh, well, we're, we're innocent, we're harmless, and, like... And they just told them that they leveled the shadow depository. It's like they're... I think they're insisting that we're harmless to you. <laughs> well, yes, but yeah, and and I think that the uh, the leader, whatever his name is, is I'm usually better with names. Yes, uh, is quite sensitive to that, right? Yeah, I mean, you don't practice diplomacy with your friends. No, I suppose right? not. No, but he's like he's 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 reasonable. He goes like, yeah, okay, fair. You know? We can resume negotiations. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> we had a little, we have, we've had a little show of strength here both ways, and now it's like, okay, both sides have flexed their guns, and okay, time to take a step back, and we'll go back to uh, being reasonable. Much to the chagrin of uh, the son, yeah. who, is, like, who loses face because he gets overridden by daddy to uh, stop shooting. But Daddy does insist on a face-to-face meeting. Right. So John comes down, looking resplendent in his uh, long, long duster. Mm. What's your problem? We come down here to buy something. We don't hassle you. We don't try to take it by force. Hell, we offer to make you rich, and you guys break out the pyrotechnics. I don't completely remember. There's a lot of bluster. Oh, yes, there was a lot of fun sort of big-dogging between him and the, uh, and the son. He was really putting down Tolwyn. Violence was an error on our part. Allowing notorious criminals onto our planet was a worse error. Criminal? No, no, no. We're businessmen. <laughs> Lies. That's a big word to throw around, son. Tolwyn gets his revenge, though, because he grabs, has John grabbed, taken over to the head crab lounge, and uh, <laughs> where there's a little scene where we see this thing climbing on top of uh, John, <laughs> where we learn that this is a, a, a truth-telling crab. What the hell is that? Get this thing off of me! Damn, you people got a funky sense of humor. Get this lobster off my head! It won't hurt you. Unless you lie to us. It's a stranet. Mm. Yeah, the, uh... God, that, the creature damn it, department. <laughs> The creature department had a lot of fun with this. They made, like, a, a bunch of different stranets that could do different things. Mm-hmm. But apparently, like, the one that we see the most is, like, it's just a, a molded lump of plastic with yeah. some fishing wire on it. Because a little bit of jiggling and do- doing, yeah. Exactly. Like, the, the, they found that once it was created, it's actually such a repellent creature. You only need to see it wiggle a little bit, and you just want to you, you, you be away from it. You don't mind that it's leaving the frame. Yeah, it's got this, like, blue, glowy claw, which kind of hovers over John's face. And apparently, it can tell the truth. It like it detect brain waves and uh, detect cognitive dissonance. Yeah, there you uh, go. If they uh, and he's like basically he's, he's questioned. It's like okay, are you planning on 
disrupting things? Are you working for any of the uh, uh, subordinates? Uh, easy, easy to answer. Like, yep. no, no, no. He, and he answers truthfully. He's like, yeah, no, we're just here. We just need the stuff to... Uh, yeah, he doesn't tell them what this... Again, he doesn't tell them what they need it for. No. Only that it is of no harm. Like, it's, we're it doesn't not gonna, affect yeah, you. We're yep. not going to do anything to the planet with this. It's like, you're, <laughs> we're just going to get it, and then we're going to leave, and we're going to leave you to your own wet, yes. rainy self. <laughs> Because <laughs> he doesn't want to say, oh, yeah, we're going to use it to heal our baby warship that's wanted by the peacekeepers. Right, that we just used to threaten you and it can't, like, shoot. So, oh, yes, yeah. that's also currently harmless unless you give us this medicine. Right. Erin's <sighs> on Talon trying to help or, 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 or coordinate. I'm not exactly sure what she's doing, but uh, Chris comes aboard. He's back in his leathers as well. He's yes. got his long frock on. His gloves, his indoor gloves, mm-hmm. I like that. And... He asks Aaron to join them again, and he makes a very compelling case. Yes, because, like, her mother is now chasing Talon. Yes, because that's the target of the retrieval squad. They want Talon back. Aaron has uh, concluded that, yes, it is a retrieval squad uh, because of the the weapons configuration. So apparently they have these things that they used to go get... I uh, guess... uh, Oh, God, uh, what's the name? Leviathan. Leviathan, thank you. Yeah, I mean, how do you normally... I guess it's sort of like corralling a horse. It makes sense, yeah. Right? First, you trap them. Yeah. And, and then you put a collar on them. Yeah. Your mother's involved now. She'll take him alive, if possible. But I know Talon. He'll fight to the death. He's all your mother's. And you expect me to fight on Talon's side? I hope your presence will provide another solution. She loved you. And if that part of her still lives, only you can find it. She's an officer, part of the elite. She is nothing. A thug. A mindless assassin, as you and I once were. But you can give her a chance to be something more than that. Erin, on the other hand, is still like, no, no, not really going along with it. Strategically, it makes sense, though. Like, she does oh, have totally. a strong affinity for uh, uh, for Talon. And the case that, uh, that Grace makes is that if worst comes to worst, her mother will want to take Talon in alive, right? It's a retrieval, not, a, not an assassination. Yes, but Talon will fight to the death. Yeah, he will not be taken. Yeah, and so Aaron correctly asks, "Okay, so what do you what do you want? You Mission. assume that I'm going to fight on your side." Yeah, and Chris once again shows his 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 growth. He says, "No, I hope your presence will provide another option." For yes, it'll mellow out Talon a little bit. Mellow out Talon, like whatever you being here will allow something potentially something other than these two definite probabilities to to happen. Yep. I really kind of like that. Like that's that's really deep strategic thinking. I mean, yes, he was a military commander. He did rise up to that. Finally rank. showing yeah, that. Yeah, now he's starting to show his uh, strength when he's not uh, just like mindlessly trying to catch uh, John because like he's over that. John uh, who is uh, back in the uh, speakeasy with uh, uh, that's Dargo That's what and- it is. <laughs> it's a little speakeasy. Yeah. That's the vibe they've got. <laughs> I still think it's a goth nightclub, but, you know. It's- it can be both. True, true. Uh, where he actually has to be shown by Chana how the telephone works. Phone. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Um, how you doing? It's kind of like, oh, it's a telephone. It's like... <laughs> yeah, because uh, Dargo and she have uh, have struck out in, in, in their attempts to get any uh, chrome mixed in, which is because it's a rare substance, right? They're now waiting for the ruler to get the, the yeah, required Yeah, they, they, they only have a limited amount for nearby, and the rest has to be, be gotten from elsewhere, and they're starting to figure out that they're being strung along. 
Well, that's what John thinks, but Dargo mm. says it's, you know, it's quite possible. We haven't found anyone who has that kind of concentration. Yeah. It may indeed be uh, be tricky to True. do. And that's indeed when the waitress drops off this oblate, like, cylinder, this this sort of it, black banana. It kind of looks banana. like a vase or, yeah, and then you kind of have to twist and, it. And, and he says, is this a proposition? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, twist it and then it becomes, like, angled and then it's a telephone. And we have her ladyship, the princess, on the phone who tells him that she wants to meet in person in the alleyway behind the speakeasy. Shall we go inside? It's closed. The door is locked. I own this refreshment house. In that case, you can buy me a drink. Where she opens the door to the speakeasy again. Apparently, this which is, is much later. Which after- has now been, like, emptied out, yeah? Yeah. She, okay, this- so some time has passed there. She proclaims that she owns the place. Uh, they go inside... Uh, and this is where things get a little bit confusing. Tell me what confused you. So what we see is while they're sitting at the bar and they're talking about the plans in the Chromexin, we see this kind of like lobster claw putting yeah, a it's blob a of, red uh, hand. Yeah, putting a red blob through the uh, grating, drops on the ground, and it starts quite cutely actually crawling around. I don't know how they did this. Yeah. Like, I, I don't see any wires. It's, it's actually quite yeah, good at sort of flubber, 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 flubber along the floor. Oh, maybe it's another one of those, uh, what's it called, cat in a bag. Oh, doesn't look like, doesn't seem to move very feline initially, but... Uh, no, that's just what you... Do you remember whenever they've got, like, Rigel in a, in a burlap sack? I'm unloved, unwanted, unpopular. <laughs> Unconscious. Oh, yes. It's, it's just this armature that's intended to just wobble and, yeah. and, and stick out. Maybe, yeah. Briefly thereafter, it also drops a blue blob. Yes, which both go ominously flopping around the room unnoticed by uh, by Crichton or Sarova. Yes, uh, who are uh, talking about uh, what to do. How can there be a problem? Your father promised he'd get us the stuff. My brother objects. He won't defy my father openly, but he will try to block this transaction somehow. And daddy can't keep him leashed? Yes, she's worried that her brother will seize power. There's a lot of politics that yeah. ultimately don't matter, unfortunately. No, I mean, okay, so we learned that the, the ruler has indeed unified the planet and that he has decreed that after he dies, she and her brother will j- rule jointly. Yep. And she is afraid that uh, her brother is going to seize power and this is going to cause a schism. And, you know, it's there's a little bit of political maneuvering going on here. What's so disappointing is it's not true. Well, well, as we as we find out, right? Well, oh, wait, no, yes, we do. Okay, yeah, no, you're well, right. The, the, oh. This is where the, the, this is where I'm going to come to. So we see here the red clawed creature, and what I'm assuming happens here is like, okay, so the the, the two blobby things come together, and there's yeah. a, a big explosion, and the princess goes like, no, you can't, you have to go, you have to leave. We cannot be seen talking together. This meeting never happened. Go. Dargo and Chi come rushing in. Yes, take him away. Yeah. This they, meeting never happened. You're right. And then the princess gets, like, sees someone approaching her. And I assume this is the point where the, this alien, this red-clawed alien, takes over. I mean, I assume he k- kills the princess yes. and takes over her body. That is that is almost definitely certainly what happened. Like, we're yeah. not shown it. She even says, as she's looking up, oh, have you come to finish me off, my brother? Right. Which... not. My brother. However, yeah. it does turn out to be a creature capable of transforming into somebody else. So right. maybe it transformed itself into her brother just before killing her. Oh, that makes sense. Or maybe she's just confused. But yeah. yes, I think that the red creature kills her here. And from now on, it's that. Right, yes. Because we notice a dramatic change in her behavior as well in retrospect. Yeah. 
this is a really well-written yes. episode. So, uh, John gets rushed back to Moya, where uh, Jules uh, gets to treat him. Salvaco, he's bleeding! You have a keen grasp of the obvious. Help him! Help him! <laughs> the other John um, uh, mentions that at least now we can tell each other apart. Jumps in for a blood transfusion. A major artery's been cut. He's lost a lot of blood. Well, then replace it. You're similar species. Are you clipped? Even within my species, the subtypes have to match. My blood is donor incompatible. Take mine. Because that's what he needed. Like, there, I, I like that there's a sort of fun bit of, of banter between Dargo and, and Jewel criticizing her medical capabilities. And aren't you cousin species? Well, yeah, okay. Even if I'm assuming, like, assuming what I'm doing is actually helping. Yeah. He still lost a lot of blood. And like, yeah, even within my species, we have, a, have to have matching blood types. So this is uh, not going to really work. Fortunately, but, they have a perfect donor. Yeah. The green shirted John comes in and, and, and says, like, I'm not going to let you die. Yeah. And the black shirted John says, well... Make it, it easier for both of us. Yeah, it yeah. would be. It'd be better for both of us if you did. Yeah, no. Ah, oh, shut up. <laughs> but he's, <laughs> still he's still John. He's yeah. still not going to... Not going to do that. Still going to fight till the end. Disappointed to hear from Jewel that he is perfect. If that's the right word. Perfectly identical to the past yes, sample. You are both, both of them. Both are identical, both are perfect, both are original. He has no more... There's no telomere degradation or whatever. Oh, telomere degradation. Yeah, very yeah. good. This sucks. It sucks big time. Okay, now things kick into high gear. Mm -hmm. because this bombing is, of course, seen as an attack, and uh, uh, the rulers of this planet summon John to uh, to explain himself. Yes, because uh, apparently he was seen leaving the scene of the bombing. The pr princess denies, of course, that they were uh, that she, that she was she was there alone. I was just having an after hour drink by myself, yeah. all, by, all by me onesie, uh, <laughs> as a princess does. Yes, uh, but yeah, no, but we saw John being carried away, badly injured. Do I look badly injured to you? Like he As he shows up, in. yes. Morning, all. Ho, ho. And what a beautiful morning it is. How y'all doing? We have two, count them, two transport pods on your loading dock, ready and waiting. What the hell happened to you? A bomb exploded at the refreshment house. No. Well, hell, who would do such a thing? You tell us. So surprised. Oh, what what happened to you? He's got a new jacket, by the way. Have oh, yes, I, I did notice that. It's uh, a really fetching jacket. He does know how to shop. But yes, he even grabs the head crab. Plops it on his noggin. Head, goes like, yep, see, uh, I was not there. I, I, I was not involved with any uh, plots. I was not. Yeah, yep. I, was, I was never in the bar. I was never near an explosion. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> which is true. Yes, <laughs> it's so perfect. This is such a cleverly set up episode. And yeah. I've got to say, I didn't remember it very well at all. I was honestly surprised that that so many synopses were sent in. Like I, I just had almost no memories of this the entire episode of this episode, oh. except the imagery of uh, of the crab on the head. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so delighted, like coming back to it, to find just how well constructed it is. Because now they've got the 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 first batch of chromexin has been has been brought up, and it's these bags of red granules that Chiana oh, was, it, was it granules? I thought it was like some sort of liquid. Oh, it it looks like they're no, it's sort of like little jelly babies, I think. Right, but it like yeah, it seems to be like some sort of gel spell, which they start like smearing over all the exposed bits of talon. Yep, stuffing uh, uh, stuffing Rigel down one of the the Jeffrey's tubes, yes. to, uh, which is done before the DRD but, tubes, yes. But things start shaking, and and Chris start holds his head, and he starts screaming. Oh. 
Yes, because it turns out the chromexin is laced with chromium or whatever it is. Chlorium. Chlorium, that's one the one. One of the six forbidden cargoes. I had that written down. Yeah, I was like, was that was, was, was that one of the forbidden cargoes? I was <laughs> like... Chlorium. Chlorium. It's an element. It is one of the six forbidden cargoes. Leviathans cannot transport it because it numbs them. We haven't done points in a while, but I'm awarding you another ten. <laughs> Uh, I wasn't sure if it was, was one of them, but I, I can well imagine it was. So therefore, yeah. And as Jewel observes, like, oh, yeah, mixing mixing a sedative and a stimulant is yes. probably not going to be good Spe- for you. Speedballing Talon. <laughs> oh, is that what a speedball is? What uh, is cocaine and heroin. Yikes. Yes. So like, yeah, one is a downer, the one is an upper. It's like, yeah, not generally not a good idea. <laughs> But they do, like, the. it's not completely contaminated, and Moya can filter it, as she's right. done before. Yeah, she goes like, mm, okay, well, yeah. Pilot goes like, well, she's Moya's much bigger. She can probably handle a little bit, you know, and filter it out for uh, Talon. Be sure it won't harm Moya, the Chlorium. Her mass is much greater than Talon's. She believes its effects upon her will be minimal. And Chi and Jules start pouring the Chromextin into... I guess Moya just has a filtration hole. Yep. I mean, yes, I suppose so. Now it's it's Crichton's turn to return to the ruler's chamber, like the the, the palace, the office, the the whatever the yes. the bubble wrap palace, <laughs> the chamber or bubble wrap, because he's got a beef with the prince. You've been screwing me from the beginning, huh? I don't think so. Screwing everybody, screwing your sister. <laughs> You've been lying to your daddy, boy, and you know you shouldn't lie to your daddy. Because he is not happy that the stuff was uh, contaminated. He grabs the prince, he drags him over to the uh, tank where the head crab is being held, and he basically just, like, slops... Oh, no, first we have the famous line. <laughs> yes, thank you for stopping. <laughs> I was so excited, I almost went past this. Like, yeah. <laughs> who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Come on, you know who your daddy is. Who's your daddy? Dargo, tell him who his daddy is. Dargo, tell him who his daddy is. It's like, I'm your daddy. That's right. He's so confident. Like, they've done this before. I guess this must mean something that they, like, rehearsed or something. "Mm." (laughs) I'm not quite sure why Dargo is the daddy all of a sudden, but he does like that. He's so pleased with himself. Right. Anthony Simcoe must have been like, you can just see the smugglers radiating off him. (laughs) I mean... I'm kind of surprised that his rulership is just, like, letting this happen. It's like he's not, like, calling in security or anything. He's like, yes. He seems to be perfectly okay with John, like, hauling his son around and, like, slapping the head crab on him and then questioning him. But it turns out that he's actually innocent. Did you plant the bomb or have it planted? No and no. He yeah. has not had anything to do with this. He, like, no he, idea smugly, he, he smugly professes his innocence. Like, nope, I didn't, like... Poison it. I didn't have anything to do with it. And he's completely correct. And now I know what he looks like. When he's like looking at that 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 chief here, when he's like got the head crap on, he looks a bit like uh, what's his face in The Shining. You know, he, the here's oh the, Jack Nicholson, the, Jack Nicholson, the famous yes. here's Johnny look. Here's Johnny. Because <laughs> he's kind of like got that side eye going. <laughs> yes, I see what you mean. And the and the wet hair and the and the, and the manic eyes. God, yes. yeah. So Crichton is tremendously confused. What's yeah? What's going on? But, uh, yeah, his rulership is uh, becoming a little bit displeased here with how things are going. But the situation is rescued when John almost casually asks, oh, but you are a good and loyal son, aren't you? Mm. And he refuses to answer. Yes. <laughs> and Dad life is going like, you are, aren't you? I don't have to answer to him. 
but you do have to answer to me. I need to prove myself. Get this thing off me! Do you hear me? Do you hear me? Answer! Father. Have you been disloyal? Yes or no? You swore an oath to this family. Have you dishonored it? Well, go on then, say it, and yes, there's a bit of a struggle, and then he decides to commit suicide. <sighs> yeah. He's Rather, yeah. he lies. I mean, he tries. Yeah, yeah. right. Because uh, uh, the ruler does, f- f- Fantaspo does say that certain disciplined minds can uh, right. uh, can resist. And then but I'm, my children are not. And then he says liars. And right. you said, <laughs> yeah, disciplined. disciplined. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, clearly, he's not disciplined. But yeah, that should have been. <laughs> but yes, he basically he tries to lie, and he gets stabbed by the head crab. Yes, he gets the blue claw stabbed through his brain. Jeepers. Yeah, through, I think it goes in through the eye or something. But yeah, so, and exit son, leaving uh, his rulership rather distraught. Get out of here. After a brief scene back on uh, Talon, where we get some interaction between Crace and John, I don't completely remember what happens here. Is this the short uh, little scene? Yeah, is this where they, like, disconnect or something? I'm not... Stark, power is returning. Keep splicing those conduits. Splicing, fixing, fixing. Spicing, spicing, fixing, fixing. Oh, yes. They've detected this other ship in uh, in orbit as well. Yes. They're pretty sure that the retrieval squad is here. And as soon as, as Talon is able to, they're going to have to separate the starburst. Right, yes. Uh, they're like... I mean, the situation is like getting... Very, difficult. very difficult. Yeah, it's like there's like we we probably don't want to stay here. Uh, we're probably not going to get any more of the uh, Chromexim either. Oh yeah, because they point. only had two out of the six units that they required. But it might just be enough to recover Talon sufficiently that he can starburst. Things on the planet are not going much better. We, we no. do have a lovely little sheaf of the Stranet, who, which is lying on the ground and sort of like trying to flick the blood off of its claw. Yes. It's kind of like annoyed or bored, <laughs> like tapping tapping their fingers, yeah. like, give me another one. It's tasty. Mm, num, 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 num. But it is, in fact, the, the ruler and his daughter, who is now in a wheelchair, uh, who is... Uh, yeah, basically, she like stands up to him and goes like, "Okay, we now now we must shoot them again." Like, what? No, no, we don't need to. And she pulls out his breathing tube and she disables the uh, the other guard and she seizes control of the planet. Yep, and goes like walks up and aerial command uh, or aerial whatever she calls it, uh, aerial defenses. Airborne defense. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, orders like, another barrage. Start shooting. Anyway, with- I started blasting. <laughs> That's already been an episode title. We can't do that again. Oh, right, yes. <laughs> Release the umbilicals! Moya refuses. She won't leave Talon behind, naturally. If Moya will not disengage, I will! Talon, listen to me! You must ascend! He's right, Talon. Let Moya get to safety. Do not resist me! We're out of the monosphere and Moya's sensing a peacekeeper scan. Talon, starburst immediately. Now, Talon. Yes, you can. You must. Prepare for immediate starburst. And in the blink of an eye, our heroes are separated. Whoever was on Talon is on Talon. Whoever's on Moya is on Moya. They have to go their, their separate ways because Talon has a great big bullseye painted on him and a retrieval squad uh, chasing after him. They disconnect, uh, they manage to break Atmo, and Talon manages to starburst away. Moya waits until Talon is safely gone yeah. and then starbursts as well. 
seconds later, we see a few prowlers fly through the space that was just occupied by Moya, yeah. followed by the uh, the bigger ship, which the name of which escapes me. The Pantac-class Vigilante. That's the one, yes. Hey, look, it's a tough-looking ship. It is. Oh, it's got a big gun, apparently, too. Oh, my size is never a matter for discussion. And we dealt with a scene where the we see the princess now shedding her skin and revealing herself to be that red-clawed monster. This was awesome! Uh, yes, I was like, okay, I was sitting there going like, okay, is, what's is it going to be? Is she being attacked? Is it going to be? No, it's like, no, oh, okay. I, 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 I immediately saw that there was like some sort of transformation going on. Yeah, uh, you've got like a latex head in, yeah. like stretched out. It's really gross. And I was like, okay, what's this going to be? Is, is it going to be a Scarron? Is it uh, like... Ah! <laughs> That's what what kind of was I was like sitting sitting there expecting that it was going to be a Scarron who was uh, had been disguised or something uh, somehow. Right. But no, it turns out to be an alien that we haven't seen before who is working for none other than Mrs. Sun. How much cremation did they get? Two Lennarts, a third of what they asked for. Then the gunship will remain debilitated for some time. We need only find it. I failed. Aren't you going to kill me? Come on. Yes. Who apparently has been, like, meddling in the affairs here. This was apparently, like, the Retrieval Squad strategy. They've been involved this whole time, yep. impersonating the uh, the princess in order to poison Talon yeah. as, uh, as a means of retrieval, which our heroes never know about. No. This is such a cool, like, a l- introduction. Laser, yeah, lays a nice little bombshell to be revealed later on in the uh, in further episodes. Oh, definitely. But also for us, like, the realization, holy shit, yeah. Zalak Sun is a force to be reckoned with. Like, oh, yes. She is cleverer than our heroes. I really like this design. This alien was not particularly memorable to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I read in the uh, Creatures of Farscape book that... Dave Elsie was a little bit disappointed in how it came out, particularly how it was how it was shot, because he says like these creatures, we built them. They were seven feet tall, and yeah. you can't really tell that from from on screen. No, still also wearing stylish red shoes. I notice. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Is, uh, uh, oh, I see what you mean are, now. Are, are, are those uh, Lani Tupu's red pumps from? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> They're so thin and lean, though. I think yeah. I think a lot of this is. Like, there's some costume, there's some latex, and yeah. then there's a lot of body paint on nice the like, on legs. That one, yeah. Yes, I was noticing that. <laughs> that, is a, that is a well-sculpted model. Uh, set of, of glutes, model. yes. But yeah, as he, as he described it, when you go to the trouble of making something extraordinary and then it looks ordinary on screen, you haven't done right. Yeah, that's such a shame. Such uh, a perfectionist, that Dave Elsie. Yeah. John, John, Moya John, is pissed off that other John is on Talon with Aaron. Uh, yeah. Suddenly very... Difficult about that. Like, yeah, ooh, I mean, like she's mine. Frustrated but, yeah. and manic. He took Winona. Oh, well, at least he left you this lovely jacket. I was wearing that. Oh, come on. Crack a smile, will you? At least he's out of your nose. Hair? Yes, what I meant. At least he's out of your nose hair. My notebook. He, he took my notebook and my pen. The son of a bitch set me up. He set it up so that he's on talent with Aaron. Now... Wouldn't you have done exactly the same thing? No, I would not. Yes. Maybe. I don't know. I just... I just hope he's having a good time. No, forget that. I hope he's having a terrible time. It's a different John than we've seen before. Yeah. I think the last time we've seen him like this was, uh, well, in the in the throes of Harvey penetrating his mind toward right. the end of season also two. Also taking it out on the chessboard, I noticed back then. 
Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that chessboard got knocked over a bunch of times today. This episode, I, yep. It's just... I was mostly noticing that he was he was trying to get the cap back on his his Iasa water bottle. And yes. then he gets frustrated with that. I'm like, hey, that's a precious thing. Oh, yeah. It's the only, it's like one uh, of the few earth things you still have. John, yeah, Dargo is kind of like trying to uh, talk to him a little bit and uh, calm him down. He's doing the he's doing the bestie thing where he's correcting all the insane things that, that John says. coming out with, like, yep. Well, I don't, I, 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 I hope he has a, I hope he has a good time. No, I hope he has a terrible time. I, I don't know what he does. <laughs> as long as he's taking care of Aaron. Oh, sure he's taking care of her. Not like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Dargo says, oh, he's definitely taking Thank care you. of her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't go there. So, yes, uh, on Talon, where, where everybody else is, uh, Rigel included. They have to discuss their new sleeping arrangements. Because oh, yes. they can't make That's any it. contact. And yeah. Rigel is, is very upset. Well, then feed me and quarter me. Well, the passenger facilities haven't grown yet. Yeah. I guess he's so we're waiting for puberty before before his <laughs> other passenger chamber drops. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, I'm yes. very proud of myself for that one. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, and he's going to have to bunk with Stark. Yes. And Stark is immediately back to his, your side, my side. Your side. Unacceptable. There'll be my side and your side. My side, your side. Don't start. Well, this is going to be fun. Yes. Uh, John and Aaron seem to have less problem with also probably having to share a bunk. Aaron keeps it business in this case, right? Yes. She's, she's really focused on, we have a retrieval squad on our ass. And tells John that it is being led by her mother. Your mother. Right. She's out here, chasing town. Yeah. How do you know that? Grace told me. Grace, look, there are zillions of peacekeepers. Why would your mother be assigned? You really think it's a coincidence? No. I have to assume that they are aware of my relationship with Talon, and that they are hoping that my mother's presence will divide my loyalties. But I will not let them get Talon back, even if it means I have to kill her. And I kind of almost expected it to be continued at this point, but I guess it, like... You know, right? Yeah, I mean, the story is clearly continuing, but it's like I guess this particular story arc is not like closely linked enough to to actually warrant a to be continued. It's just. Ah, I guess we'll find out what happens. Well, we're definitely going to find out what happens. Actually, yeah, we haven't done points in a while. Oh, now is the time. Let's we're bringing them back. The Farscape Fun Bucks are back. Okay. Oh, what are your predictions? What's going to happen? Okay. Right. So we have on one side. Moya with Pilot Dargo and John and Jewel and, and Jewel Shiana. and is Chana also still on Moya? Yeah, she's not. Okay. She's not on Talon. I don't Wasn't think. She? I mean, she was like that's the last time we saw her for sure. Last time we saw her was with Jewel pouring the Corexin right. into Moya's yeah, funnel. That was on Moya. Yeah. Yeah. You're spilling it. Oh, you want to pour? So yes, they are on Moya, and we have uh, Stark, Rigel. Uh, Grace, Grace and Aaron, Aaron and, and other John yeah. on Talon. Okay, so apparently Moya couldn't quite follow Talon. I mean, Talon did a starburst, and I'd still like to know how this works, how these ships... I know, ships... right? Sometimes they can find each other, sometimes they can't. Yeah, and how this, like, you'd think that they'd be able to follow each other, like they travel in pods or whatever it's called when you have a bunch of leviathans. You'd, oh, I like you'd that. You'd think that they'd be able to, like, travel together and, like, yes, go to the same destination. Yes, they're 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 now protecting each other. They're they're in more danger when they're when they're together. Mm, well, I would think so. That like you know, Talon has recovered a little bit, but not enough. And like doing an immediate starburst again so shortly after 
that thing being drained to the point of the situation oh, yeah. where it was from from exactly that. But Sounds Talon like Talon wants to protect Moya. Right. Oh, and that's why he's staying away from her. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Crates also mentioned that. Look, so we can't have any any connection with like any contact. We're protecting them yeah. until this is dealt with. So we're having uh, we're having those two ships. So okay, I don't think that's there, there's going to be a prolonged separation because mm-hmm. that's like splitting the party in D and D, which you know. Traditionally, not a frowned upon. Yeah, yeah, especially by the especially by the DM, who's like, oh god, now I have to like keep two scenarios apart, and yeah, that's like it, it rarely works out well. All right. So, okay, so I, I think there's going to be like about half an episode before they uh, they manage to meet up again. There's going to be a little bit of back and forth thing of things that are happening, but I do think that they are going to show up again. Like, I'll put a hundred fun bucks on that. That like there's going to be a, a joining uh, a, before the end of the next episode. A reunion. All, All right. right. Excellent. Yeah. That's a that's a good bet. Yeah. So, damn. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> What, a, what know, an episode! Right? This was like this was a good episode. It's it's, it's yeah. been a while. I, I I don't understand why it didn't stuck in stick in my mind. It's so well written. The pace is 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 just delightful. Everybody's got got lots of things to do. There's there's lots of wonderful character combinations. It's a really really good episode. Yeah, uh, we I'd like to see that. Uh, yeah, Jewel is starting to uh, finally uh, get a significant part, basically, rather than stand around and shout at things occasionally. Yes, um, it's nice to see that her haughtiness is is earned with genuine academic capacity. Right, yeah, she apparently does have uh, useful talents. Two of them, and well, some T ratings. Right, and a big red hairdo. <laughs> yes, when she's stressed. Oh, mood, I haven't been paying attention she's, she's to her got, hair She's that got much. mood hair, yeah. Mood <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she only screamed once, and that's when she was being strangled. Yeah, and then she, she, she kind of stabbed there. him with the big needle, and then didn't push the plunger, but, you know. Her hair didn't even turn red there. No. She's actually learning... Control. She's she's yeah. toughening up on Moya. Yeah, it takes more than a little strangling. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. She gives me a Woody. She gives you the Willies. Willies and Woodies. Oh yes. Oh Willies and Woodies. Oh, why, why do I always forget to write those down while I'm uh, in the episode? Oh, um, I'm sure something will come to you. Right. I mean, I guess the, my Willie goes to the guy liner on uh, the Prince. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Damn man, like <laughs> yeah, he, he I love his smoldering smoky eyes. That's definitely <laughs> Wait, that's you and then you Did I say Willie? Oh you I mean your Woody. Woody. My oh, Woody. Okay. Sorry, no, now sorry. I get it. Yeah, sorry. No, that, I misspoke. Yes, my Woody definitely goes to the, the smoldering eyes of the uh, Yes. He's got that like <laughs> 1980s Wall Street coke fiend yes. who isn't on the down slope of his career yet. No, fair enough, yeah. Right? But, but And then I guess suppose I can give him my, my willy as well then. It's like his sleazy behavior. What's this? New talent. <laughs> Didn't know Janet was hiring exotics these days. Hmm? In, in general, oh, yeah. towards, especially towards Chiana in the beginning. But I in, like how in, she even general, says, hey, I really tried. It wasn't yeah, me this time. Right? Yeah, I didn't no, do anything, anything this no, time. She is totally true. <laughs> I tried. I tried not to start any trouble. Well, you're not in any trouble. Well, you are. <laughs> Dropping sashimi between her boobs. Yeah, oh. that's just such a sleaze bag. But yes, he get, does get his comeuppance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably going to be my willy, like, the claw getting jabbed through the brain. I think <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. even think it's the eye. I think it's, like, straight through the skull. That's a... Yeah. That's, that's a bad way to go. Yeah. And your Woody? Well, <laughs> okay, so I've, I was sitting here John's thinking... jacket? 
<laughs> oh, oh it, it, it's tough. It's tough. John's jacket was a candidate, but it was quickly overruled by uh, Lani Tupu's biceps. Oh. That was a good, good look. And okay. now think of it, that is definitely when I started considering black tank tops for myself, which I have not quit. And nope. I'm wearing right now. Yes. But no, it's going to have to go to the, uh, the Stranet. And that one little jeep where it's lying on the ground and sort of flicking the blood off of its claw, like kind of bored over here, bored. Can I have another one, please? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, yeah. And that's the story so far, Skate. Join us next week, next time, I should say, with episode 308, Green-Eyed Monster, in which feelings run high when Talon is trapped deep in a moon-sized alien's gullet. Ooh. Oh, dear. What's going to happen? You can find us at So Farscape on Facebook and Twitter. You can submit your own synopses, and I do need a few of those for uh, for upcoming episodes at sofarscape.com slash submit. Oh, yes, we're doing another fanfic reading next week. If you want to su- suggest a fanfic of your own, that's sofarscape.com slash fanfic. And if you want to support our, our, our goofy adventures, you can sign up for our Patreon at sofarscape.com slash support. We've actually gotten a few more supporters that we haven't shouted out yet. So let me grab that list. We used to do that, and we kind of forgot for a little bit. Oh, just no. like points. Well, you know, it's the it's sort of like the mid-season pilot revival. Is that how you say yeah. it? Mm, I guess. All right. So we've had a bunch of supporters, and I, and I actually kind of don't remember uh, uh, which ones were the last ones that we gave a shout-out to. Ooh. So, I mean, let's just start at the beginning. How about here, here comes all of them. Thank you so much to Dirt, Wookie, Crimson, Togs, Lee, of course. Oh, yes, and Lee... We haven't mentioned this in a while. Uh, our friend Lee, the musician who made the uh, fantastic opening and closing theme tune to our very podcast right Ooh. now. Uh, there's Olivia, there's Hank, there's Brian, Jerry, Icarus Abides. That's a very cool name. Ooh. Vixie, let me see, Ben, Nightcat, Foxon, Horsebird, yes, Chris, John, Guardian, Kathy. God, I had no idea the list was so long. Damn. Dan, Nicholas, Jonathan, Lucy, Matthew, Izzy, Jess, Brennan, Axicore. Yeah, we definitely named that one before. Ivona, VHS, Black Rain, and Paul. Wow, I'm okay. blown away. Right? <sighs> Thank you so much for your contributions. It's 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 it really helped us and, and it's so heartwarming. We, we love doing the show. I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. So, so far, Scape so good. good.